Hello and welcome to Flying Blind Podcast. My name is Evita and here we will be talking about not only my journey, but we will be sharing the journey of others and hopefully help you feel good about your own very unique journey. I'll share with you how I'm on the no plan plan as I have been most of my life and how that's okay. My hope is for you to feel inspired today to get out there, spread your wings and fly. Today, I have a special guest with me, my friend Leah. Say hello, Leah. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today on Flying Blind. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And you are my very first guest. And like I said before, I want to start bringing people on and having them share their stories. Well, thank you. I am very honored to be your first guest. I've known you now for... I don't know how many years have I known? I don't know. We met back in the day, but then we've recently reconnected and have gotten closer. So it was like 2010 probably. So yeah. And we didn't really know each other before though. And I didn't really know too much about each other's backgrounds. And so I've really gotten to know you. And uh, I really think that your story is super inspiring. So I would like for you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what you do now. So currently I have a little boutique digital marketing agency and I do web development, branding, any sort of digital marketing, anything to do with a computer. And right now I've been kind of taking a step back from working one-on-one with clients and I've been working on growing a YouTube channel. And my hopes with that is I want to shift into more teaching and creating courses so that I can help more people than just one person at a time or one small business at a time. I want to reimagine what it looks like for me to be able to help people. Right. And uh, what I love about you, Leah, is um, everything that you do, you always want to help people, which I think is a really great thing. And also, you're kind of in the spiritual realm a little bit as well. (laughs) Yeah, which I really love some of that, like as people call woo-woo stuff. Right. Um, So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So... Anytime I would, because they kind of do intertwine and I didn't realize that until I started my spiritual journey. So when I would be working with a client building their website or doing their branding or planning out their marketing, all of a sudden I would just start to see a picture. So for example, the easiest way I can explain it and the example I use is typically in the process when somebody hires me, I'll create three different mock-ups for a website for them and then they will choose one and we'll move forward with it. But the way it always worked on the back end for me is I would always see one very clear vision, but I would still come up with two additional options just to give them, you know, some variation. But every single time the client would choose the one that I had seen. And I didn't know that was anything until I started my Reiki journey. And I was lucky enough that I had a teacher who started to kind of create an environment for me to feel safe that when I was putting my hands on someone and giving them Reiki and I was seeing images she would encourage me to share them with the person so that the person could confirm if that meant anything to them and 99% of the time it did actually mean something so then I started to connect and I started to understand that I've been clairvoyant and I've been doing that in my web development and marketing and branding and my graphic design for my whole life or at least since I was 13 so Mm. the spiritual and the tech somehow go together and so that's kind of what I've incorporated with my approach is I take an intuitive approach to you know creating your digital presence and your branding and that sort of thing (laughs) no I love that I love that you are really injecting who you are 
yes. into your work. Yes. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. They, they feel that they have to follow a very linear path, a very structured... Societal uh, standard. Yeah, and they have yes. to follow a very structured plan. I think especially in, in a world like tech because it's a, a field where you get to use your creativity. But with technical things, you know, it's very black and white with certain things. Right, right. Um, but nonetheless, you are using you know, your... These non-tangible right. abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're letting them influence your work and your clients and all of that stuff. And I think that's really great. And what to me is really inspiring and knowing you and what inspires me is that you have been able to create this life for yourself despite having had somewhat of a challenging childhood. And I didn't know that about you. And seeing how you worked and before I knew your story, I would have never guessed that you had, right. you know, such a challenging childhood because you just for one you're so sweet you know like there's nothing (laughs) you you know that comes across as bitter or angry or anything like that and you treat you're so kind you're so kind to everybody you're sweet to everybody um and you've always come off you know very confident so having said that tell me a little bit about about your childhood because i want people to know that regardless of your upbringing right you can create the life that you want you know and you can be happy doing what you're doing so basically i grew up with a single parent but my grandmother was very present and pretty much raised me. I feel like she is the most significant person in my life and because of the relationship that my my one parent was in, it was very abusive, very toxic, very extreme. Um, like the police were there every other night, very violent. And then my other parent, who was absent, later got sick and passed away. So there was no opportunity to kind of reconcile and make amends or maybe have an adult relationship with that parent. So um, we moved out here to Arizona from Iowa when I was 13. And at that point, it was kind of like I had to provide for myself because I wasn't being taken care of. Mm. I was There was a lot of neglect. And so I started working at a very early age and I just started working really hard. But when I wasn't working, I worked at a nursing home. I was teaching myself to program. So I started doing that at 13. And then, you know, so I would go to work and I would build websites. But back then it was just like a hobby and I had no idea that it was going to be anything ever. Um, It was for fun. yeah, Yeah, it was just for fun. I would just spend hours on the computer creating and I just loved that I could create not just a static graphic, but something that was a little more dimensional and interactive and mm-hmm. serve more of a purpose. And then when I was 19, I was working at Walgreens and one of the pharmacists was like, you know, you could make money doing that. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and so I started like hustling and I started cold emailing people and telling them that I would make give them a killer deal on making them a website. I think my first website I did for a bed and breakfast and I told her I would do it for $500 and she ended up giving me like 2500 and all wow. this free stuff and I got her into Sunset Magazine and it was Oh, wow, that's awesome. But I had no boundaries because I come from a very bad childhood. I had no boundaries. I had no self-worth, no self-esteem, no self-respect, all of those things. So I unfortunately naturally was drawn to some unsavory business experiences. So I learned pretty much everything the most difficult way possible. And 
I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, this way that I've been going through the world is not working and the framework that I know of how to do things isn't a healthy or productive one. So that was when like my spiritual journey started and I started to understand more about boundaries and pretty much just set my world on fire and walked away. It was very Game of Thrones when Cersei (laughs) blows up the church. And then I just started rebuilding and I met an amazing man who is everything I could ever, I never even knew I wanted Mm -hmm. because I let go of the specifics and I just know I wanted to feel a certain way. And I got an amazing husband and my husband is super encouraging. And so I've been blessed to be able to rebuild and reimagine what an intuitive digital marketing agency looks like. And I think the one thing that people don't ever connect is that your business relationships and dealings and all of those things are severely interconnected with your personal like how you do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like what I realized was I was in a really unhealthy relationship for 10 and a half years and what I realized was I didn't respect myself so therefore the person I was dating didn't respect me and my clients didn't respect me and so I was getting massively taken advantage from every angle and no matter how much I poured out I just couldn't make somebody happy and it was just very destructive and negative and it's never going to go well so that's when I was like all right Right. we got to figure out how to say no and put boundaries up and here we are (laughs) yeah definitely the relationship that you have with yourself is reflected in every single relationship that you have whether it's at work at home right and everything that you do Mm -hmm. it's just it's yeah major reflection (laughs) um actually one thing I don't know about you and I'm curious is how exactly did you get how did your spiritual journey start? So, okay, so I had been working at this job and I had a temp assistant helping me mm-hmm. and I had got thrust into this new position that was six months behind. I had clients calling and yelling at me and she witnessed me like really rebuild the entire marketing department. Mm-hmm. And then once I got it rebuilt, she left because the environment was so toxic oh. and I had hired someone permanently to take her spot. Little did I know I was hiring my replacement for 50% less of what I I was getting paid oh, wow. so I hired the best candidate I thought to be my assistant and then I got fired oh my gosh and so when I left I had called her my old temp assistant and I was like you will not believe what happened like after all that that we did but she was a Reiki master and she's like you should come over and I'll give you some Reiki and I was like I don't know what <laughs> that is like, but what is that <laughs> yeah I was like I have yeah. no idea what that is but at this point I'm I don't care if it helps I'm open to it Mm -hmm. and I had such a profound experience that I was just hungry for more and then it was it's just been a journey over the last seven or eight years kind of deepening into that (laughs) that's really interesting I actually hadn't I don't think I had ever asked you how you got started with your whole spiritual journey and I was always like very like I would dream of people before they died like the night before they died or if people passed, I would dream of them and it always creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you always was, had experiences that yes. were, yeah. And so when this Reiki thing kind of started to develop, it just took me to a deeper understanding and awareness of my own gifts. And yes. Basically a journey back to my intuition. So. Yeah, it opened up a bunch of things for you that you had probably been suppressing. Yes. And- all of that good stuff. And actually, when we come back, I would love for you to explain what Reiki is because we've been talking about it and a lot of people probably have no idea what it is. So I would love for you to explain that when we come back. Sure. Hey, everybody. 
This is Panchito and Mike from the Five for Five podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. We are back, and Leah, I would love for you to give me a, a quick little Cliff Notes version of sure. what Reiki is for the listeners that have no clue what that is. Sure. So the kind of more mainstream, if you don't want to get into the woo-woo end of it, is it's just the act of moving energy through various parts of your body to just kind of help with a lot of different things, whether you know it's non-tangible and not a physical issue, but more something like you're having a problem speaking up for yourself, or maybe you are having like a problem with your stomach. It can be both, you know, non-tangible and tangible, but at the bare minimum, it puts you in such a deep state of relaxation that your body can heal and it starts to like regenerate. So it puts your parasympathetic nerve system just at complete relaxation. And it's used in the Mayo Clinic and John Hopkins hospitals and such like that. They're starting to see that it does help in healing because, you know, when you're sick or you've got something wrong, what do they tell you? They tell you to rest. Right. So Mm -hmm. Reiki just puts you in such a deep state of resting that you can just naturally begin to heal. Uh, when people ask me what it is, uh, the first thing I usually say is that it's energy work. Right, yes, um, yes, yes. And, and you are energy. helping, right? You are moving the energy and helping people heal themselves. Right, which Conduit. is actually Right, yes. which is actually really cool because, I mean, we, we are very powerful. Mm-hmm. You're using your own powers to heal yourself, really, right. uh, when you are getting Reiki done, which yes. is very cool. <laughs> Another really exciting thing that you have happening is that you are going to be moving soon which i'm very happy for you because i know that you are going to be going where you have been wanting to go for the longest time it's kind of your dream place that you want to live which is great for you sad for me sad for our friends because we don't want to see you go right and again i think that this is so inspiring because it's something that you've been talking about forever and to see you actually doing it is really awesome well thank you (laughs) i would love for you to tell me a little bit about how this whole thing happened so yeah i've been really wanting to live in oregon for a while now i would say probably at least five to six years but i had never been and i just had this deep calling to be in Oregon and I had no idea why. So in 2018, we were taking a road trip to visit family up in British Columbia. And since we were going to be so close to Portland, I asked my husband if it would be okay if we went and checked it out because I needed to know if there was like substance to this weird obsession of mine. (laughs) So in 2018, we went up there and it just kind of made the whole thing worse and just kind of confirmed for me that there's something there for me. I don't know what it is, but my soul really wants to be there. I think I'm starting to uncover a couple of the reasons why. One of them being I want to get out of the do, do, do deadline mode and get back to more of like a like honoring the cycles and the seasons and creating when it's seasonally appropriate because our bodies are very connected to the earth, but we live in a society that pushes us out of that and yada yada. So I want to get back to that. And then also people in Portland are just so authentically themselves and where I feel, yeah, Yeah, they are. And where I feel like I'm at in my journey is I have to show up and be seen exactly as I am if I'm going to be able to help people to the to my fullest potential 
And I feel like being in an environment where everyone is unapologetically their authentic selves will kind of give me permission to not be so afraid of it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think what you're essentially saying is moving up there, you will be able to honor who you are and really honor your journey and what it is that you feel you are meant to do, which is, again, so inspiring to me, you know, that you're just like willing to up and leave and try this new place that, you know, it's just, to me, it's super inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask you, what gives you the motivation, the courage, the ability to be able to do these things, do you think? I partly feel it's because things have been so dire in my life that even if I try this new thing and it doesn't work, I always know that where I'm at, I can sustain. So I just, in all these little ways, I think about that all the time and many people have said that to me, like I'm the only person that they know who really actually, when their soul is like, hey, do this, I do it. Right. Plus then also, like I followed it so many times and every time it's been the right decision that I've kind of built that muscle that I really trust that inner calling when I feel it. Mm -hmm. For me, I feel. So I feel that this is a true decision, the right decision, and I follow it. And right now I'm panicking because my house is in boxes and I (laughs) legally cannot be in my apartment after Friday. (laughs) But, you know, I also legally have an apartment in Portland that I have to be there for. So I'm kind of putting myself in a position where I have no option. Yeah, you have, you have, at this point, you have to do it. (laughs) Yes. So. Yeah, I actually, I really, I really love the point that you made that you've built that muscle. Yes. And I think it is like building a muscle. You, Mm -hmm. You have to create those experiences for yourself and kind of prove to yourself that you're strong enough to do these things and that things are going to be okay. Right. And then also, I would like to point out that I have failed so much. Like, I don't want to downplay how much of how many failures I've had, but every single failure is never as bad as I imagine. Mm -hmm. I've gone about through just about every failure a human could go through. Mm -hmm. And every time it doesn't, the world doesn't end. Right. The sun still comes up Mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop anything from moving forward. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really important point that even with all of the obstacles and the failures and all of the hard stuff that in the end you are going to be okay yes you're you're still living you're still breathing and you move forward right and you've proven that to yourself and that's how you've built that muscle yes yes and just like marie forleo says Mm -hmm. everything is figure outable like it is that's that's the one thing i would like to say that when i started hustling and emailing people and asking if i could build their website for 500 dollars a month i would go and meet with someone and they would say can you do this and i would say yes and then i would be like holy crap i have no idea how to do that but I wouldn't, yeah. I would just tell them I could and then I would figure it out. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that I didn't know how to do it. And then they were always like thrilled with the outcome. And then I was like, oh my God, look what I just created. <laughs> like I did that. And so again, that's just another building that muscle. So it comes in many forms, both with failing and succeeding. Uh, another thing that I think is really important to point out is that you are never going to get rid of fear. No. The fears, because a lot of people do ask me, like, how do you do things? Like, how do you stop being scared? I'm like, I don't, don't. stop being no. scared. I'm always scared. I'm, <laughs> I am probably one of the most fearful people. <laughs> I overthink everything, but I do it anyways. Yes. And that's just what you have to do. You just have to do it anyways. Yeah. No, I literally yeah. was talking to my brother yesterday because I'm trying to coach him through moving. He's never left a tiny little town in Iowa. And... 
and I, he was like, I'm just so afraid. And, you know, he's got two kids and everything. And I'm like, you think I'm not afraid? I am terrified. I have no support system here or there. I know no one there. And I'm up and moving everything. Yeah. And because I'm following like this intuitive calling, like that's not scary as heck. The fear never, ever goes away. You just learn to make peace with it and let it be there. We've spoken about your move and there have been moments where you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I'm like, well, you know what? If it doesn't work out, then you just move back. You know, there's always a solution. Right. There's always a solution if something yes. doesn't work out. There's always something that you can do to mend a problem. Always. Yes. There's always something you can yes. do. I want to ask you, um, what would you right now tell your younger self? What piece of advice would you give little, little Leah? Leah? <laughs> um, I would tell her that it's all going to be okay and you're going to be one hell of an amazing person because of all of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it's true. Thank you. What's one piece of advice that you would give the listener right now? Um, I would say take baby steps. Um, for example, in 2018, I put myself in a magazine and I had a lot of fears. It was, it's not a magazine. It's more of a book of like a hundred women to know and do business with in Phoenix. And I, didn't want to do a photo shoot. I didn't want to do all the things because, you know, I don't want to be photographed and memorialized the way my body currently looks and all those societal things that come up. But the way I moved through it was I just didn't think about it. I just said, okay, what do I need to do first? And I found an outfit and then I found shoes and then I found booked a hair appointment, booked a makeup appointment. So rather than focusing on the end, if you focus on the end, you'll never begin. So you just have to take the very next step and if you let yourself focus on the end result, you're going to just stay paralyzed in yeah. that fear. And if Too you, overwhelming yes, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Ask yourself, what is the very next thing I can do to move this forward? And be okay with it taking longer than expected. Don't put unrealistic deadlines on yourself. And just be willing to show up every day and take a baby step. And before you know it, you'll be 10 miles away <laughs> from where you started. I love that advice. Thank I think you. that's really great. I think we sometimes look at the big picture and like you said the end result and it's just too much right. to take on it feels like way too much yes. so I think baby steps are really important to take and do a little something every day yeah you know, do a little something every day to get closer to your goal mm -hmm. and uh, then it just seems a little bit more doable yeah bite-sized pieces exactly <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today Leah it was a pleasure having you today thank you thank you for having me <laughs> I hope to have you on again sometime soon and have you tell the listeners about your new adventures in Portland. Thank you. I would love and look forward to that. <laughs> well, good luck and thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I share a final quote with you today, I would like to thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to listen to me on this episode of Flying Blind. I really hope you took something positive away from listening to me and Leah today. And I would also love to get any feedback, suggestions, or ideas from you. You can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. 
Remember to subscribe, like, love, and follow us on Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. Today's quote is by Ella Fitzgerald, and she says, Just don't give up trying to do what you really want to do. Where there is love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. I really hope that you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive. <laughs>